This is Cool Talks, where we bring out the greatness in all individuals and see what they're about from all walks of life because everyone has a perspective to offer that has some value. And we have a few laughs while we're doing it. Welcome to the show. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Cool Talks. Today we have Austin Fletcher as our guest with our co hosts, Drew Brayston and Jack Melton. And a bit of an introduction for Austin. Um, was roommates with me and Drew our freshman year of college and originally did computer science, switched to supply chain management, and since then we're still going to be learning about more details as we go along, but Austin, would you like to give yourself a bit of an introduction <laughs> or does that? Hey, yeah, thank you for having me. Um, so my name is Austin. I uh, was roommates with uh, Drew and Grady freshman year, I guess sweet mates because we didn't share a room, but That's we did true. share a bathroom. Um, along with Keith, and um, yeah, I'm currently an ASU student, just like Brady said, pursuing supply chain and, uh, you know, pursuing happiness and all that jazz. <laughs> pursuing how to live like a, an adult without having too much pain from the vid running around the or system. Or leaving the house. Yeah. Um, a lot of uh, Jordan Peterson, so I know how to clean my room and make my bed. <laughs> the implication that a book is necessary for that. Yeah. <laughs> he did just if you that. take the book and hit no, your no, head with the book, anymore. you can figure it out. Awesome. Um, I guess we can hop right into um one thing you see with like some people is like they either don't know what they want to do when they first come in or they have a pretty good idea and then things change a whole lot for them. So you started yeah. in comp sci, which I I feel like a lot of people start in that and move out of it. What for you was mm-hmm. like, you found yourself wanting to leave computer science? Um, I mean, for me, I think what the real breaking point was, was just me kind of slowly coming to the realization that I just did not enjoy coding all that much. And I realized like if I got a job in CompSci, almost everything I was going to do was going to be coding. And I just realized that debugging is the worst thing <laughs> to uh, you know, ever it be is... created by man. It's it awesome. takes a special kind of crazy. Debugging is, is is proof that civilization was a mistake and we need to go back to the trees. <laughs> Return to um, monkey. Yeah, and that was sort of my wake-up call. That I was like, well, all right, I don't think this is something I'm going to pursue as a profession. I think I'm going to switch something else. And supply chain seemed like something I'd be interested in. I knew ASU had a had a good program. Uh, yeah, just to, it's what, just like to stand uh, President like Crow for a second. Yeah, it's, it's very close to being, it's one of the best programs in the U.S. for it. So I was like, all right, I guess I'll, I'll switch to that since uh, it's not that kind of light. Logistics are interesting to me. Um, not to uh, 99% of you know <laughs> normal humanity, but I like it. So yeah, I mean, that, that's the best kind of interest, in my opinion. It's the kind of thing where you're like, I find this really interesting. Everyone else hates it, but it's great. Yeah, That means I it pays like well. Yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah. the story of uh, the story of my life. Liking just weird stuff that is not interesting for whatever reason. I just find it kind of fascinating. <laughs> like when you use the shows YTPs. Oh, I mean, I, th- I feel like those have pretty broad appeal. I, I'm much rare. For those who don't know, Pod which is memes. hopefully most people, <laughs> just imagine a YouTube video where they edit things in the most, almost horrifically just weird ways. Isn't that a yeah, lot of videos? Just a lot of streaming. Take like a, you it's know, a an iconic, 
an iconic beloved film and then just take a serious scene and then just repeat it three times over <laughs> and cut it up so the dialogue is all screwed up and that's basically uh where you're at it's like, like that, that scene of a uh, meme but yeah. video yeah yeah basically it's kind of like you know that iconic scene in breaking bad where walter white like falls over uh, like, take that and then just, like, have that repeated, like, three or four times every single time that the event occurs. Stuff like that. Just just ruin everything that's, like, sacred. It seems yeah. like you like torture. I don't get why you didn't like programming. That's true. That's actually a, that's actually a very good uh, very difference question. there. There's very There's different degrees. Self-directed think, and then somebody else. I think you've uncovered, like, a plot hole in the script here, Drew. <laughs> I can fix that post. But yeah, yeah um, I like supply chain. I think it's a it's an interesting subject, and that's sort of what I've been sticking with ever since. Gotcha. Are you on the like four year graduation track, or have, are you like plus or minus one or two semesters? Uh, I'm like plus one semester because I took sort of like hey. a half semester as well. Yeah, hey, dang. This this year four was weird. Yeah, this year was just very bizarre, and I don't know. Um, I was hoping I'd be able to take classes kind of in person by next, by well, this upcoming now semester, but it doesn't seem to be the case. So I don't really save myself much, but I thought that maybe things would have progressed a little quicker than they did. But they I understandable. They did say a vaccine would be I guess, figured out. I, I, I had, I had, it's going to be, and, you know, you could say yeah, we're well, having let's supply chain issues. A little bit now. It is having supply chain issues. They gotta get me. They gotta throw me in. Put me in. What a good field to be in right oh, now. Give me another shot, coach. Give me another shot. Yeah, just <laughs> put me in. I could be better than those people who like spoiled thousands of vaccines by just like letting them get overheated. I could probably do better than uh, that. I think. That happened. Yeah, it happened a couple times. It's like Yikes. they would reach a warehouse and the warehouse wasn't open. And the people didn't realize the warehouse was supposed to be open and the trucks like ran out of like fuel or refrigerant or whatever. That's and they just so went bad. bad. I could just leave these here, right? On the curb. That's good. Yeah. I- I'm going to knock an, uh, a couple times, but I'm just going to go now. At least, let the, yeah, at least let the truck driver take one at that point. Slide yeah. each vaccine under the door. One yeah, he should just take one at that point. He should just. Yeah, you know, <laughs> dude. Stick I, it out yourself. And get it in there. Like, it's better than I'm going away. Yeah, just dump them out and just have like a little sand. A little, little, cool. a little bath. Yeah, a little lemonade sand. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably gonna be a while because so they're supposed to give it to medical professionals before we get it. And yeah, from yeah. my knowledge, uh, I, my mom just got like, it. My dad is the doctor. It's going to be a good couple of months before he gets it because he's not like front line really. Yeah, that's understandable. My mom could kill entire communities if she didn't get it just because all she serves is old people. people. Yeah. And a lot of them are on the verge of just tipping over out of the rocking chair and falling <laughs> out in the grave. Yeah, it doesn't take a lot. <laughs> One last rock. Yeah. <laughs> Wilds. Come on, honey. One last rock. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So you mentioned you had done some marketing. Is any of that in relation to supply chain at all, or just kind of like its own different thing? And I guess what does that um, look like? It's mostly just been its own thing. Um, basically, I've been doing some marketing for clients um, since since quarantine happened, like this fall. Um, just kind of doing some work, mainly like SEO type stuff, but also some gotcha. um, social media management and some a little bit of web design or web dev stuff. You know, that's not really 
what I uh, actually offered as my service. Some people also wanted that. So, yeah. Gotcha. Where'd you learn to do all that? Uh, sorry about the grandfather clock. Also. You're good. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. I feel like it actually adds it's some personality late. to the episode. Really... Yeah, it uh, makes it makes it classy. You know? Somebody just donated. That's what that was. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, what were you saying, Grady? Um, where did you learn to do all that? Because I feel like social media, like some people just pick up by doing it, but I guess. Yeah. I mean, I would say that all of those, all of my digital marketing skills just came from ADHD. Like, that's literally <laughs> that's how I described it. Because, like, my SEO knowledge is just accrued over years of me just reading about it. Because um, even as a kid, occasionally I would just read about it just because that's sort of what I do when I have when I have free time is I just read random stuff. And that's, and that's Wikipedia how I learned. dives. Yeah, and I mean, I feel like just after having just read about SEO and from blogs and stuff about it for literally seven, eight years, kind of just have a pretty good intuitive understanding of what needs to be done and stuff like that. So yeah, it kind of built up organically. It's not like there's any classes for that or anything. So. Gotcha. So just self-education and curiosity over time, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Gotcha. Makes sense. I feel like there's, there's a lot of there's things no to build up that way. That, yeah, it is interesting there isn't any classes for it. Kind of, I guess the reason why there aren't is just because it evolves too quickly for classes to be meaningful. Yeah. Because SEO now is so different from 10 years ago. Like 10 years ago, like Google gets smarter by like the second. Like, because I think we all understand on some level, like slowly, how smart in all of humanity. Um, but like 10 years ago, it was like pretty, pretty dumb. Like, you could easily uh, do kind of shady or sketchy tactics that would get you ranking high on google um but now it's much harder to manipulate the search engine just because it under it knows like when you try to fool it it's seen that one before the TikTok yeah. search engine scares me so much like the recommendations it, TikTok oh, yeah. recommendations are so accurate it's scary sometimes i haven't yeah. used it in a while but <laughs> my girlfriend explode. still uses it all the time and it's just it will be to the down to the dime of like perfectly to the person and have nothing to do with anything she looks at on there yeah I, I i get that feeling when um when i'm on youtube and like there's a recommended video and it's usually like random garbage it's like not even anything that's directly yeah. related to something i would watch but i click on it anyway and then i like enjoy it and it's like a 20 <laughs> second clip of like something completely random it's and, like, like 10 it, years like, ago i would like that yeah 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 literally like, i think it's some of those and they're really in, good like, 2007 <laughs> yeah and it's gold it's like Oh, I didn't and all the comments are other people saying like, "Hey, like you were brought here by a recommendation, right?" Yes. Like me too. And yeah, I guess this is just like Google just wanted us to see it, like so we it's saw it, like, predestined. You know? Yes. Slowly just going to bring YouTube fame to someone who died years ago. I know that's kind yeah. of scary. Yeah, I feel like that'll get worse too as time goes on. The same thing with like Facebook, how it slowly becomes like a graveyard, or is even now becoming a yeah. graveyard. There's just more and more library of accounts out. and videos. Yeah, it's kind of I crazy. mean, actually, yeah. the longer it exists, eventually it'll get more. Yeah, and it'll more be more dead than alive. In yeah. fun fact, you can't delete a Facebook account if you don't have like the proper information for it. Yeah. So like, my grandma still follows me on Facebook. She died a long time ago. Oh. Uh, I can't do anything about it. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Terrible. I guess you could unfriend her. Everybody unfriends the account and just hopes it fades into oblivion. Only yeah, when your Facebook is forgotten. Aren't you truly forgotten?
<laughs> you know, you die two times, you know, once when you, your body dies and second when they delete your Facebook account. Yeah, that's the real death. That's like the <laughs> new age version of what used to be a really philosophical thing, which is like, even like you don't die until your fame disappears as long as someone remembers you. But now it's as long as Facebook is still in live. As long still as your intact. TikTok's still around, like you're still alive. <laughs> right, yeah. I feel that's like, like yeah, that's the spirit you're alive. I feel like there's a certain level at which people look at you for what type of account you have. And I feel like TikTok is at the very bottom of that. Like <laughs> if you have like a lot of Instagram followers or something like that, someone might not look at you with that funny or Twitter youtube or something or facebook but i feel like if you have like a hundred thousand tiktok followers someone might just look at you and just like what is happening i feel like i feel like tiktok has like the most stigma and then like the least cool one is probably like twitter i would say this twitter i feel like is like the least probably personal of the social media like so that works the most clout that's a lot of clout but also too i feel like uh, if you're like instagram famous like I mean, you're kind of just famous. Yeah, I mean, you're an influencer or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But, like, <laughs> I feel like because Instagram is so, like, based on people's, like, appearance and, like, they actually oh, they see, see you, you. It, like, there's, like, an immense amount of, like, social, like, capital, IRL. That oh, yeah. I, I whereas, do see what you mean by, like, that separation. Twitter, Twitter I feel like, okay, like, imagine if you, uh, you know, you're at a party and you tell someone you have, like, 100,000 followers on Instagram. Compare that to 100,000 followers on Twitter or TikTok, and it's like, it's pretty, there's a clear hierarchy. Yeah. I'd agree. <laughs> on TikTok, 100,000 followers is nothing. That's it's true. Like, I feel like tens yeah. of millions. Yeah. Not that many the audience people. is huge. I don't know. Yeah, it is pretty huge. And people will just like follow everyone versus like Twitter, you may not you follow people as much because you want to get the good things on your feed. Yeah, also people care about the uh, the ratio or whatever. Yeah. It's so Instagram, bad. okay, well, you still need to see some certain of your friends' things, so you can't just follow every random Joe Schmo. Yeah. I feel like it solves so many problems if they just stop showing how many people you follow. Yeah. Why does that need to be public information? <laughs> or make it an option? Oh, yeah. I feel like people, yeah, people definitely care way too much about that. Or at least, um, maybe they don't as much anymore. But I remember in high school, for sure, that was like a real thing people cared about. I don't Definitely. You're following three times as many people as who follow you. Yeah, even though most of the accounts you're following are like companies or politicians or like public figures who obviously aren't going to follow you back. (laughs) Yeah. There's like, you you can't follow those people. Like, it's shameful unless they're following you back. You'll have distance friends friend you for two days and then unfriend you and then hope that you keep following oh, yeah. them. It's just that. <laughs> so bad. Yeah, I went back to Twitter for the first time in ages and I just saw like, oh, all these people. Like, they followed me and then I look at the notification they unfollowed me a week later. Uh, yeah. That sounds like Twitter. You didn't say anything yeah. insightful, Drew. I don't tweet. I don't know if I've ever Gotta entertain people. Yeah, Drew, come on. I need to get that social media following, man. It's for my professional. It's for my professional self. I need to. That's look what a LinkedIn up. is for. Oh, yeah, actually, you know what? Actually, I changed my mind. That's the one that gives you the most clout. If you say like uh, <laughs> ten thousand people follow me on LinkedIn, I think that is that. that, that so it's five hundred. Oh, everybody will connect with you. You just oh. mash the connect button every single day, and yeah. you can get so many. Like I think I'm Farm up to like fifteen hundred on there, and I don't know these people. I'm just mashing the button. 
Thank you. I think LinkedIn is the ultimate ultimate social network, no doubt. You tell a girl your LinkedIn account just says 500 plus. Oh yeah, no. If, you're if, you're, if you're yeah, if you're if you're a LinkedIn influencer, <laughs> yeah, you haven't made. Uh, I have 10,000 friends on Venmo. Yeah. Austin, what do you think the most enjoyable part of college for you has been? Like, I guess you can either go timepiece wise or just like individual experience or both. You know what I think? I think the most enjoyable and beautiful moment in my college life has been. Hold on, let me read the script real quick. <laughs> this podcast. I think no. this podcast has been probably the peak. I don't think anything comes close to that. Uh, now, being real, I think actually, let's see, the most enjoyable time in my college life, honestly, I think maybe freshman year might be like the most enjoyable in my opinion, just because everything's so new. Um, you really don't know what you're yeah. doing. You're still pretty much a kid. You're kind of, they kind of throw you in because you don't grow otherwise, really. Um, and I'm really happy like I had the opportunity to live, you know, in a dorm uh, you know, like away from my parents, uh, to sort of just have that experience of, of freedom and kind of just living alone because um, it is so, so very different than like everything we've known up until then. Um, yeah, and I think it was just a really great kind of uh, a wholesome coming of age experience. Um, just was kinda, exciting. Yeah, you know, <laughs> hanging with the boys. Yeah. And, the boys. Uh, yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was great. I feel like some solid memes were so, born. Yeah. What about you, Grady? Similar. Tell me, tell me what you think. What's your What's your favorite college experience? Not gonna lie, I think. I mean, outside of like experiences with Kirsten, I feel like that's its entire own like category. But yeah. um, I feel like getting flashbanged on a routine basis was a pretty fun time, <laughs> <laughs> despite the miseries yeah. of that moment. It was yeah. very fun. Um, what about What about uh, us in the bathtub yelling at you where the general was opening a cloth over your face and dumping water on you. We love that getting is. waterboarded. Okay, so for a bit of an explanation, flashbang is when someone comes into your room, starts flipping the lights on and off as you're asleep, and then starts throwing pillows at you when you're on the top bunk and just starts screaming flashbang or you need to get up, Mr. President, you need to get up. <laughs> it's yeah. time and, to and go. Grady, Grady has like a very disciplined sleep schedule, so that made it very easy. Yes, and I'd be also an explanation for the whole waterboarding thing because that's just like you can't just brush over. <laughs> it's not as bad as well. He had no, no, no. Well, yeah, it's not as bad. He had intel. He knew about the whereabouts of of uh, the Taliban, and you know we just had to had to get those answers. So it was, it was not that bad. no war crimes were committed in our dorm room. Yeah, it was just it was enhanced interrogation. <laughs> you know what? I'm not explaining. We're rolling Freedom must it. be preserved. It was we'll fun. That oil. Torture can be fun if done the right way. You got to see who could last the longest. This is one of those podcasts, is it? Okay, you kinky fucker. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I think you did last that, uh... Oh, yes, I think it was Keith. I think it was Keith, yeah. It wasn't me, yeah, I can tell you that. I, you guys made, I was laughing too much. Yeah, I think Grady was lasted zero seconds. Yeah, <laughs> it'd go up my nose oh, and I'm like... <laughs> How does this feel, Jack, hearing that all the best times of people's lives are living in the dorms, away from their parents, and you've never lived away from home, and most of your college career has been when you couldn't even go to class in person because of COVID? 
Oh, I didn't yeah. realize I was disrespecting Jack like that. No, oh, that's right. okay. I'll, I'll dry my tears on the lots of money that I didn't spend at the dorms. <laughs> oh, that's fair. That's, that's fair. Yeah. Dining plan. You know, I don't need to eat. The 20 grand to stay there for a year. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? Okay, it's not that high, but not still. Not just, just call any, it any large amount of number, um, a large amount of money, I'll just say. It's basically the same price as tuition again. I don't remember the exact number, so I'm being perfectly honest. I feel like that, yeah. that I don't does... know how much the Barrett Dine Hall was. That's, it's that's... it's, a, it's pricey. That was probably like at least a million I remember doing the calculation, that, but... and it's like at least five bucks per meal to eat there if you use every single meal. And yeah. of course, nobody does. No. Yeah. But yeah. they did have ice cream. Although it's pretty ice good quality good. food. Yeah, yeah the, for the dining hall. not bad. Although some days they did kind of have garbage but most days it's pretty good getting yeah. that much like meat and veggies and fruit and yeah. like a normal the meal now is were always pretty good yeah. it's a lot better when on a normal schedule instead of whatever covid kind of started i'm still eating yeah there, so it's like i i'm i'm an expert at the barrack dining hall and i can tell you the food quality kind of went downhill during covid mm. yeah. they're probably at like half capacity for the cooks now or whatever so yeah, yeah they have to be six feet away from the food all times just cooking difficult. it with like really long cooking. They just work. use one of like those extended like, wrapper things. Yeah, yeah. the little pooper scooper. <laughs> well, that's not what I was thinking, but okay. No, you you grab you date you take one of those. It's like a little claw, and then you grab it, and it picks up the poop, and then you put it in the bag so you don't have to touch the poop. It's not a claw. No, it's like a little grabber. That's for trash. That's for poop. Wait, you're picking up. Your dog. You don't even have a dog. I did. You did, but you were picking it up with the thing they give inmates to pick up trash on the side of the road. Yeah. I thought they do it with like a little skewer. They just stab it. Then they're gonna stab each other. <laughs> oh, that's another donation. Nice. Thank oh, you to uh, off at like the fifteen minute mark. It's one of those. There's a smaller one and then it a bigger one. We went off at two forty five, a uh, two forty three, and three twelve. Can we can we read that that donor name? Is that Mrs. Yeah, Princeton? Right. You're doing a wonderful job, sweetie. Oh, Drew, that's from your mom. Awesome. <laughs> I love how the mom works with the Wi-Fi in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> she thank wanted you for the uh, thank you for the ten cents, uh, Joe <laughs> Mama. That's a very kind of you. You get a Venmo. Barry McCockner. I. I, I, I. <laughs> hey, as long as they didn't say simp, we're okay. Can't have it on oh, Twitch. Yeah. You're gonna get banned. We're gonna have to bleep that out. Oh, no, not on YouTube. Bad. Not on any, YouTube. YouTube, yes. Free any, speech all over there. Yes. Any big regrets, Austin? Or um. Oh yeah, that was in the list of questions. Um, <laughs> let me think. If you don't want to dig that deep, we have another one that's gonna make. Do you either of the two of you have any big regrets? Jack, Drew. Big ones? No. I never regret not living in the dorms. Damn. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> not getting waterboarded. Honestly, I've we can never... still get that happening for you, Jack. Yeah, we can make that happen. Next yeah. time we work out, I'll just like put a towel over your head, bring out a big five-gallon bucket, and just keep pouring until you give up. You gotta do what he's benching. Oh, oh god, you're gonna die doing that. Waluigi noises. Wah! Okay, okay, I'll tell you what I know. I'll tell you what I know. It's I true. He's the, the ISIS leader. Call me? Oh my. What is I don't think I can be. 
What is he holding I up? They it's defeated so ISIS. <laughs> That's the they yeah. want me in, man. You're, you're, the lighting in that room is unbelievably bright. <laughs> it literally got, looks like you're, it looks like a row of those lights pointed right yeah. at my face. You know, normally that's it, not such a bad thing. Having good, yeah. like, big bright lighting. Green. Yeah. I feel like, for reference, yeah, for those of looks, you on audio, his shirt looks very white. Like, if you look at, if you look at Drew's face, there's like a halo around his face because the white light is so bright. It like, <laughs> so pure. What a like he's, little Christian boy. He's, a, he's like ascending to heaven, like right as well. <laughs> Whiter than the ginger in the call. <laughs> I resent that. I think my freckles do somewhat show up. Not super well. No, not, not nearly mm. as many as there are, though. No. They're great, though. There's something to behold for everybody in the audience. The, these freckles, they're good. They're wonderful. I see nothing. Yeah, well, so you that. asked earlier, Austin, I don't think most people really often regret doing something. They, I've noticed a trend. People tend to regret not doing something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess that's a, good, that's a good train of thought, I guess, to follow. I guess following that, like, one of my big regrets would just be, I guess, um, not fully embracing, like, sort of the college life or stuff like that um, as, as uh, or more quickly than I did. Just because I feel like freshman year and this is true for I think a lot of people you kind of have to get out of your shell a little bit and there's like anxiety about it and everything's so new at least for me I was very like I guess like careful and nervous about about yeah. kind of socializing and stuff like that still um just because it's a huge step from from high school where you kind of know everyone um but yeah that's that'd probably be my regret is just not not uh kind of knowing sooner um yeah and if I had anything to say to or if someone asked me who was going to college soon, like, you know, what's something uh, they should know, it's just to know that, like, uh, just have fun and enjoy things and don't be afraid to, like, experience stuff, you know? Kind of worst-case scenario, yeah. you make a mistake. Yeah, I mean... Well, worst, worst-case scenario, you wake up in a bathtub and miss a kidney. But, I mean, like, yeah, worst-case sort of scenario, worst scenario, you uh, you make a, a mistake and end up a, an anecdote on a podcast, but, I mean, they're, they're the worst case, right? So immortalized yeah. in audio yeah i mean you yeah do go out all there the sea for the rest of existence not so bad right you do go out there yeah, you and don't, study you don't abroad. Die your fame boats oh yeah yeah, oh, yeah you studied abroad that's pretty big getting out of your shell oh yeah, yeah i did that, that was huge what inspired um, that <laughs> yeah junior year i got like a summer uh because it was 2019 um i did a study abroad in prague um for about a month and that was super fun. Um, one of the best experiences of my of my life, really. Definitely up there. Um, yeah, super interesting. Just kind of experiencing a different culture because it's it's very different from just traveling because you're actually kind of living. Uh, I mean, you're living in the country, so you're getting groceries there. You know, you're you're finding out what restaurants are good in the area and going to those places and stuff like that consistently. Um, you just kind of get to know like the city or the place you live so much better. And it's really interesting. Like, like you're in the community, not just observing it. Yeah. Yeah. You're actually, it's not just like you're a tourist coming by, like take pictures and leave. Like you, by the time it was actually really weird because, um, on the weekends we didn't have class, like, cause we have like one class a day or whatever for the study abroad. Right. Um, and then after that you'd be free to do whatever. But obviously because of that, you have to stay in Prague. But on the weekends, um, there's no classes. So people would go on trips, you know, throughout the rest of Europe. And I did that as well. 
But it was actually weird because I would leave to like Budapest or something like that for a weekend. And when I came back to Prague, I'd be like, oh yeah, I'm back to home. Like it kind of, mm. because you're just, you're there for weeks and weeks. It just kind of feels like, like home. So you know the layout of like the place you're staying at and everything else so well. So yeah, it's definitely interesting. What kind of okay, originally is... inspired that? Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you no? off. It like oh, a little bit of a standoff there. I was gonna make a tangent. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> I, I guess I was just inspired to do it just by the desire to do a study abroad, and um, Prague seemed like an interesting city, um, and it was a supply chain program, so it just kind of fit, and um, nice. everything just kind of came together to make it work. I didn't have any. Uh, specific ambitions like that I needed to go to Prague specifically, um, but just sort of what happened, and uh, I think it was pretty pretty great. Something cool to go do. Uh, different favorite city or place you visited there? As someone who's wanted to visit Europe for a long time that hasn't. I'm curious. In Prague. Um, Prague. There's like a lot of places that are really um, enjoyable and fun uh, in Prague. So there's a lot to do there. Uh, I would say one sort of interesting, kind of like lesser known thing about Prague that maybe would show up if you just like looked up tourist places or things like that would be just like the beer gardens in Prague are super nice because uh, we really don't have a cultural equivalent to that in the U.S. I don't think much because occasionally I see beer gardens but they're kind of just like uh, someone's what backyard. What is it? What was the word before gardens? A, a beer. Like it is a beer, beer garden. Oh. Yeah. Um, I mean, we sort of have this in the U.S., but not to the same extent, where they'll have, like, actual proper, like, nice, uh, just, uh, gardens and stuff like that, um, where you can just kind of drink, and, um, it's really, Interesting. and they'll usually have, like, uh, soccer on or something like that. It's really just enjoyable and relaxing just to hang out with people and experience that. Um, I also don't understand how that city functions, not gonna lie. <laughs> because um, the unemployment right there is like almost nothing. Like almost everyone has a job. It's like one percent or something like that. Um, because everyone in the entire country pretty much goes there. It's the Czech Republic is a pretty small country. Um, Prague sort of like the big fish there. But like if you go out at any time of day, there's just always tons of people out. And like I don't, these people are employed. Like I don't, I don't understand what their hours are. That they're uh, just like walking their dog at like one p.m. or two p.m. or whatever. But some are like, or like at a beer garden, but somehow that's just, it's just how the city is. So it's interesting. Like New York or LA. Yeah, where like everyone has a job pretty much, but somehow they're they're never at their job. I don't know how. <laughs> like, I, I don't understand it. But there's so many people that just like, even the people who are taking a lunch break or work yeah, actually, that's a big regret. That's why I should have I asked one of the Czech people who was like just walking around, like, how, how, are, you, how are you? How do you exist? Who are you? Does your boss yeah. know you're not What's at work right now? <laughs> Yeah. What language do they speak in Prague? Uh, Czech. Because it's in the Czech. Czech. Like, so, yeah. Do you know any Czech at all? They taught us like a word or two in the class. I'm not going to lie. I don't remember. That's um, did you function? They, they speak English pretty well there. Um, and then also, too, uh, even if they don't speak English like that, well, they'll understand just like if you're ordering food or things like that. They'll love that. Just because there are. Um, a decent number of American tourists who go there. I know there's tons of British tourists who also go there. Mm. Um, Not anymore. And, uh, I would say that actually the British tourists make American tourists look better, which is nice because they're like really annoying. So <laughs> they normally say that about us. <laughs> yeah, because I feel like uh, the British tourists tend to be like uh, like 
guys who are on like their bachelor party or like stag party uh, I guess is what they call sense. in Britain. So it's just like a bunch of drunken dudes oh. going there just to like trash the place. I feel like Prague's kind of like, like known as big drinking city. Yeah, it's like a party city, so it, it's sort of notorious for that. But yeah, because of that, I think like they're a little bit, it, the crowd that goes there tends to be rowdier than the Americans. Americans, I think the only thing that we do they don't like is on like public transit, which they have a lot of public transit there because like most of Europe. Um, yeah, like the people are pretty quiet, like on the streetcars and stuff like that. But then not like the Americans, like you know, when there's other Americans around, because suddenly like the streetcar is not quiet anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, what's American, up? Yeah, that kid in the class. Yeah, and I remember a couple times there were like old people who who would would kind of glare angrily, like uh, just to shut up. But, yeah. You think they'd get used to it if they're there all the time? I don't know. Then they gotta be mad all the time. All the time. We have a lot of foreign exchange students, too, and how many of you run into Grady? Well, when campus is actually active... Okay, there's a lot of Asian foreign exchange students. Yeah, like, between all the little Asian countries, and then you have China and India. We have a lot of India, but, yeah. yeah. There's a decent number of African um, or not immigrants, but uh, exchange students yeah, as well. I've had a few classes guess, with some of them. The main difference is you can't tell who's an exchange student. Or who's like an immigrant, or who's just like been here their entire life, unless they're speaking in a different language. I think the difference too is that like, yeah, I think there's a difference though too. In that, when people are like on a college campus, they sort of expect that. But like when we were traveling just throughout the city, maybe there's some areas we went to that are like less touristy, especially since we're there for like you know like a month. So we're going to like regular, like we would ride the streetcar and go to like their like supermarket and stuff like that. Those aren't places probably where there's a lot of tourists going. So maybe that's kind of why they're not as uh, uh, used to it, I guess. And then also too, like most of the guys who were who were on that trip were frat guys, and a lot of them were like wearing their mm. frat stuff, and it's like. When you when you see a dude walking with like with like boat shoes, like uh, like boating shorts and like the frat tee, like you know that person's not from Europe. Like that person has yeah. has is one hundred percent definitely American. Like there's not a single European in the world who the exact like look you're talking about. Yeah, there's like a, there is a very specific look. No, bro. Yeah, which no European dresses like that. <laughs> Wonder what European frat boys are supposed to dress like then. Apparently, even the Greeks hate Greek life. Oh. Yeah, there isn't really. I don't think frat culture is big in Europe. But, yeah. Um, Makes uh, sense. I think they just have. They just they, they dress. I mean, Europeans. Europeans typically dress just like they wear more clothes, kind of like people in like New England too. I guess just because it's colder for one. Yeah. yeah. I feel like you see a lot more uh, polos and button-down type stuff with. Some of those things where it's just like slightly more formal because everyone wears yeah. more clothes all the time. I like yeah. the European fashion. Can always go live there. Yeah, Drew, get out. <laughs> they won't let me in right now. That's, that's, that's true. You, that's could, you could sneak aboard. You could get on a uh, cargo freight and sneak in. Can I that would that go well for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, anything else you guys want to touch on before we wrap things up? If I recall, uh, Drew, Drew had some crazy uh, secrets to unveil to the audience, if I, if I remember correctly. Drew, what did uh, you yes, do? Um, <laughs> uh, you see, I got abducted by aliens and the government put a corn cup in my brain, clearly. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's, that's pretty big, uh, pretty big highlight. That's a secret arc. 
Make sure you guys remember this in future episodes. When Drew says funny stuff, that's why. Yeah. Well, when when, when Drew's camera freezes, like he's actually just <laughs> the software is freezing up. Like it's not I'm glitching. It's not the, it's not I'm actually an AI. Yeah, he's the one glitching out. I am Tupac's hologram. <laughs> they didn't terrible. do a very good job. <laughs> yeah, I think they <laughs> most of the, they they the What in the world? But <laughs> anyway, thank you guys for listening. Yeah, if you enjoyed, hit a like button. If you're not already, hit the subscribe button. Other than that, let us know who you guys want to see in the show, and catch you all in the next one. Peace out. Bye.